Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Greg Dutch joining me. Greg, what's going on, dude? I'm hungry for Thanksgiving, dude. Turkey. Man. Stuffing. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. Oh, I remember, dude, the uh, Happy Rant podcast last year, and we love Happy Rant. We give them shout-outs. We've been blessed with uh, Stephen Altrogi a couple yep. of times, and... Um, well, Zach uh, Bartles is is more the associated that's right guy uh, on uh, Gut Check with Ted Clark. So love those guys, but I remember a Thanksgiving episode they did a year or two ago. They were all kind of saying how they would like Thanksgiving if the food was good. But would you, dude? I love the Thanksgiving menu. Yeah, yeah, I do too. You know, what's interesting is the past couple years, I really I haven't done Thanksgiving food because. Mm. I've just been uh, – I, I was working at the liquor store. Yeah. So I was just home alone and I would just pick up like appetizer food. Like I thought I'd you were going to say you had a wild turkey Thanksgiving. Uh, right. No. Uh, yeah. That was bad. <laughs> that, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Moving so you'd on. you pick up what? Like Chinese or uh, – No, not even that. But I would, I would go to the store because working on Thanksgiving, I absolutely hated walking into stores. Yeah. Because I felt like, okay, I'm part of the problem making you work on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, so I would go like the weekend before, the day before or something, and I would pick up like pizza. Uh-huh. I would pick up um, French fries. I would yeah. pick up like all this appetizer guy food. Yep, yep. And I would, you know, rent the movies that Joy never wanted to watch with yeah. me. And I would just – that's how I'd spend my Thanksgiving. Dude, I felt for you because that's when Joy was going to see her family. Yeah. And you had to work. And so yep. dude, I, I think that's – Probably how I would do it too, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's not like I don't enjoy turkey and stuffing and all yeah. that. It was just, hey, you know what? I, I, To me, like part of it is just the family. I agree. It's having the meal with the family yeah. and enjoying the conversation and all that. So I was just like, dude, if I'm going to be a bachelor hanging out by myself, then yeah. I'm going to eat like a bachelor. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. I think I had one Thanksgiving like that. Uh where for whatever reason Lisa might oh it might have been when she was working night shift as okay. a nurse that we probably had the Thanksgiving you know how you, sometimes families do it on like that Saturday yeah before or after this was probably the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend where we had the big deal and I'm pretty sure I did Chinese and I got to tell you I enjoyed the heck yeah, of it. <laughs> you know I mean it was because it's almost depressing yeah if you're solo because yeah. you're right it's all associated with the meal the passing of the the the, you know mashed potatoes and the gravy hey can you pass me the sweet potatoes and and i'm with it so i i mean i i get i remember on happy rant they were they were talking about some of the um some of the dishes that like i never eat this yeah i never eat some green jello uh, right except it's thanksgiving and right those are more family traditional things but i mean dude i I love me some turkey i went to boston market dude uh last night uh or it was a couple nights ago and uh drove through there and thought, yeah, let's well, get a little pre-Thanksgiving yeah. Thanksgiving. They were out of turkey. Ooh. Totally out of turkey, so I had to get chicken. Punks. But I know, man. But I, I, I approximated it with the mashed potatoes and gravy. Nice. And, and I, I love those foods. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's even great, too, is the, the leftovers. Yes. The turkey sandwiches. Oh. Yes. They're so good. Dude, that's what sucks Yeah, when you go out to dinner. Yeah. I've done that three or four times through the years. Uh, when we moved to our first home up in the county where I've planted the the church yep. back in 03, we moved the day before Thanksgiving. All of Lisa's family helped us with the move. Mm-hmm. So we agreed that year we'd go out. It was a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was a very good dinner. It it was close to what you'd have at home. 
nothing to take home. Yeah. And that, yeah. so I remember Lisa's mother went to the store a couple of days later and got stuff. Yeah. And kind of, again, approximated Thanksgiving, but uh, the leftovers. Dude. Yeah. Dude, you know what's interesting is working at the liquor store, a lot of families would talk about, you know, how they, how they had their kids in and, you know, all this big family get together. Yeah. So that many people, there usually wasn't leftovers. So people were going out on Black Friday to pick up turkey and stuffing and all that so that they could cook it and have a full meal leftovers. Wow. Yeah. 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 I see it. Yeah. I see it, man. That's the best part. Dude, I love, we, I don't know about it. We eat pumpkin pie with Mm -hmm. like whipped cream for breakfast. Oh yeah. Oh, you put on a pot of coffee and you get a slice of pumpkin pie with whipped cream. Yep. Love it. So dude, tell me, uh, traditions in, in your house, Thanksgiving, what, what is a, what is a Thanksgiving day look like for Greg Dutcher? Uh, I I get off easy, man. Um, it's pathetic. Lisa is, I mean, it sounds like such a cliche, but she really makes a terrific Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. And she, for the last few years, has been the host. Okay. So ever since her uh, father passed away five years ago, um, her mother had been kind of the host. And it's just something we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, if she still wanted to, which I think she did initially, we, we would have. But I think she's enjoyed just coming over to our house, being yep. with the grandkids. Um, so last year, dude, this is funny because you, you tie into this, remember? Yeah. You were at the liquor store. Yeah. And all Lisa wanted last year, because in the school system our kids are in, dude, I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. They uh, they go to school. I mean, they, they go to school. They start like August 25th. That, that's going to change. That now, is, yeah. And, uh, since our governor – Declared that yay, Hogan. Start. Yeah, I, I said yay to that because <laughs> I wanted my kids to have my experience where you go back after Labor Day. I personally think it should be Labor Day to Memorial Day yeah. and, and let the kids have their summer. But well, uh, for whatever reason, they start ridiculously early. They go ridiculously late. They can go as late as June 21st. Yeah. And at Thanksgiving, they have off the entire week. And I think teachers use it for these professional study days yeah. now. Yeah. And uh, part of that, I mean, the kids enjoy it. It seems strange to me that just three weeks later, they're off for 10 or 12 days for Christmas. And uh, Lisa, it it kills her because the best thing that the kids could do for her is be gone eight hours a day while she gets ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So last year, dude, if you remember, I took the boys, woke up, we had breakfast together, and pretty much by 9.30, we were out. Yeah. I came here to the church yep. where we're podcasting and uh we uh we put on the um I put a movie on the big screen, I think we watched the Charlie Brown thing. Yep. And then we just went out, we took a nice walk through the woods. Uh so <laughs> I'm gonna wrap my seventeen year old daughter out on this one. <laughs> and then dude, we went to the liquor store, yes. saw you for a little bit. Yeah. Dude, remember like Isaac thought oh, yeah. Mr. Nathan let us back in the freezer which anybody could go <laughs> yeah. back there but it seemed very special to him yeah taking him back in the in in in, in the cooler back there and yeah uh we ate at Subway uh tossed the ball around came back late afternoon we did have to go to the bakery and pick up some pies and stuff watched Ant-Man on the big screen nice. at church um and you know fringe benefit of having the keys to the church that's course, right you know you can you can you can do stuff like that and uh, it was somewhere around that time I get a call from Samantha, and she is hopping mad <laughs> because that's where she discovered the term. Dad, I never knew how misogynistic this family was. 
because she and Lisa had been cooking and baking and yeah. straightening and yeah. cleaning. I mean, in fairness, I had done some of that up until right. Wednesday morning. Right. But uh, so she says this year, that's not happening. <laughs> And I said, well, your mother says that the best thing I can do is get the boys out of her hair. Because, uh, you know, they're boys. And That's they're, right. They're rough and tumble. And, That's uh, right. Yeah, so that was, to me, they, the boys say that was their favorite Thanksgiving of their short lives That's so awesome. far. <laughs> uh, and Isaac says, yeah, we went into the uh, the liquor store. And Mr. Nathan let us go back in the, <laughs> in, in the cooler there. So we'll have to see if your former employees can let us do That's that That's right. Year. So that's, that's a long answer, dude. That was just that made me think of last year. But Lisa makes the traditional dinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few. I I think we talked about this last year. I I think it's a Maryland thing. We do sauerkraut. Yeah, yeah, because there's a heavy German influence in Maryland. Yeah, so yeah, and sauerkraut. I I don't like it myself. Mm-hmm. I don't like the smell of it. I, I tolerate it because everybody else loves it. Uh-huh. At our in our extended family, they all love it, and I'm sure Lisa makes it well, but. Ooh, it just looks like <laughs> nasty worms or something in a bowl to me. I don't have an interest in it. Um, and, dude, it's just a um, a great family day. I mean, as the family's gotten bigger, my brother and his uh, wife do tend to do things on their side of the family. Yep. So my parents alternate each year. Okay. They'll go with them one year. This year they're going with um, with uh, my brother Andy and and, uh, and his wife Tina and uh, – uh, then the, the next year they'll come back to us. Mm-hmm. But usually Lisa's mothers, her brothers, their wives come over. We just, dude, we just have a huge meal. Nice. We watch a little NFL. Nice. We normally do a two-handed touch football game in the backyard um, as the guys literally hold their beers because right. they're too lazy to put them <laughs> down. So you catch one-handed and run while you get tagged. Um, it's just hanging out, being together. What yeah. about you, dude? That's awesome. Yeah, I um – Typically for me, um, what I would do before the liquor store is Joy and I would hang out in the morning um, at at our house, and um, you know if we if it was one of the rare occasions when we had cable, we'd put on some of the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I'm I'm still a kid at heart, so I'll watch cartoons in the morning. Yeah, and, man. Uh, you know, something like that, and then. Um, usually around noon, we're preparing whatever we're bringing to her family's house nice. um, for food. So, you know, it, it's typically balloon rolls, which is uh, Pillsbury crescent rolls with uh, you take a marshmallow, melt some butter down, roll the marshmallow in butter, and then roll the marshmallow in cinnamon and sugar, and then put it in the Pillsbury roll, and then you cook that sucker and eat it. Oh, it is oh, so good. My word. We'll Dude. we'll do like um, sixty of them oh. for the family of you know like twenty, and they'll all be gone. So it's it's kind of like it's with the meal, but it's like a dessert. Yeah, yeah. People will take it with the bread and yeah. everything like that, and oh, then they'll go back and man. take another one and another. One. Oh, dude, that is <laughs> yeah. amazing. Man, I'm getting hungry just thinking about that. I've never had those. Oh, things. they're they're good. And this Nathan, for you, first year in several years, yeah, you're going to be able to join. The extended family. Uh, we we would be, but Uh-oh. we are actually traveling up to New Hampshire um, oh, okay. to see my mother. So we're recording this uh, slightly earlier early, than yeah. we're going to release it. Yeah. Um, so the night this is actually being released, uh, Joy and I will be traveling up to New Hampshire. Sweet. Um, so there's a ski resort that my mother uh, booked to have the whole family come together. So, oh. uh, you know. 
be, it'll be a different Thanksgiving if there's yeah. snow up there. Um, my brother, who lives in F- Florida, is praying that there won't be snow. Okay. He, he would rather be out playing around a golf. Yeah, but, um, yeah. If there's snow, we'll take E, our, our Chinese boy. And yeah. He and I will go out skiing and – um, it, it'll be it'll be a fun time on the mountain. So I didn't know you were doing that this year, dude. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great, man. So in uh, yeah, I mean New Hampshire, never been up there, dude. Oh, we gotta get you up there. I know, never been up there. there. I mean, well, um, what's the close? I mean, Lisa and I honeymoon in Cape Cod. Yep, it's about as yep. as close as we've ever gotten. Yep, um, Maine, Vermont's all around that area. Yeah. Oh, that's that so. sounds nice, dude. So, would there be snow this time of year, late November? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there, there, there could be. I mean, yeah. uh, up in the mountains, they've gotten snow as early as September before. Wow, so. wow, dude, that's nice. So, you're it's a place you're renting. Yeah, um, or, or, or your mom is, is yeah, doing it as a, to yeah. have the whole family together. Yeah, so it's it's a um, there's a ski lodge up there. So she's renting one of the suites um, for the family, and then um, Joy and I are getting a separate suite because yeah. of E and his situation. Sure. He's got to you know have his own thing. So um, you know the family will kind of be spread out and divided between the two rooms, and yeah. we'll do the Thanksgiving thing. Some way, I'm sure. So, so you're going to see Joy's family at Christmas, more likely. Uh, probably, we're, yeah. tr- we're we're trying to decide how we're going to uh, do that. If um, and they're trying to decide too if they're going to come up, you know, because her extended family's all up in this area. Yeah. So if they're going to come up and visit, or we're going to go down and visit. So yeah, that we'll we'll, we'll make those decisions later. Now that sure. I have my weekends and holidays back, that's great. There's no dude. rush. I know, dude. Because I mean. <laughs> Is there a busier season for a liquor oh, store no, than no. Thanksgiving, no. Christmas, New Year's? Busiest day of the year is the day before uh, Thanksgiving, oh. and the second and third busiest day are the day before Christmas and the day before New Year's. And, dude, I'm one of those customers. Yeah. I feel guilty, man. I, I have never felt more guilty than when I've run out for, like, batteries at 7-Eleven on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. Well, it would normally be Christmas for right. batteries and a toy or something. Right. And I always apologize to – and they're always nice. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, no, no. Well, they might get time and a half or sure. people used to get double time. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys in those – those uh, liquor stores, uh, yeah. you know, Lisa says, oh, get two bottles of right. Merlot and get, uh, you know, a 12-pack of beer for the brothers right. or something. And I'm um, I'm always thinking, man, I'm contributing to all these guys' work. Of course, the owners, right? They right. they love it. Oh, yeah. You know, but the oh, yeah. worker bees, it's a little different. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, uh, with, with most places, you know, you rotate holidays. Yeah. And like you said, get double time and time and half and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was different. Our store was, uh, small enough where everybody kind of had to be on staff, uh, for every holiday. So that, I mean, that just got old. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I remember dude, I remember though, the, the Christmas service we had. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. Because I remember I thought, oh, I won't see you dude. Have a great Christmas. And you were there Christmas Eve. Yes. Yeah. Because, um, didn't Joy show up? Yeah, Joy showed up. And your um, boss was like, hey, get out of here. Yeah, Sweet. yeah. Joy showed up. Uh, typically, she would bake uh, little cookie tins and have cookies and fudge and everything for all the employees. Yeah. Um, so she you know, brought those in probably, I would say, 3 or 4 o'clock. And yeah. you know, she, she went up and talked to, talked to Bernie and was like, hey, uh, so you know, we got church tonight. You yeah. Know, uh, I'm just going to stop by around you know, 5.30 or 
six whenever you know half hour before our service started just yeah. to see if i can get nathan and um you know she came in and saw him and was like oh uh so yeah you know um is, is nathan here i just wanted to say goodbye before i headed off to church and he was like oh go ahead and take him smart so that joy is a yes what, what was the old uh, song from there he smooth operator that's right because <laughs> uh, that uh, i don't know why i just did that but um that's smooth dude yeah, it's hard for the guy. Anybody with a heart yep. sees the wife coming up. Yep. Hey, I'd love my husband to come with me to the church service. Yeah. Smart woman there. Yeah. You got a good one. That's right. So, yeah, it's uh, – so, yeah, that's uh, kind of the traditions of, of the Bell households. So. Neat. Yeah. Neat. Love talking about that. So I love this time of year. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, this is so favorite time of the year by far. Yeah. Um, so it's great. But watch this masterful podcast transition, dude. That's right. For our kind of main topic after the, it's not for everybody. That's This is true. Yeah. Take it away, Greg. Well, we were talking uh, in preparation for this one. We kind of looked back. Last year, I thought we had a great conversation. Mm-hmm. And, hey, please go back. If, you're, if you've got a little time off yeah. at um, uh, Thanksgiving, you're driving, you say, hey, I like listening to podcasts sometimes. You take a little break from music. Um, our podcast last Thanksgiving – Yep. We had Dave Shive on. I thought we had a really interesting discussion on um, Native Americans yep. and how what is a Christian perspective on Thanksgiving in light of um, perhaps a Native American perspective or yeah. a section within. So I, I won't rehash all that now, but it was an interesting talk we had with uh, with Dave. Uh, and um, maybe uh, another darker side of Thanksgiving. Dude, I have a a, a, a friend who was a counselor mm-hmm. um, for a long time and said, I may have shared this in some other uh, podcast in the past, but uh, he said the dark secret of Christian counseling and probably counseling in general is the way we were just talking about liquor store owners. Yeah. They get big business. Yeah. In the weeks surrounding the holidays. Yeah, well, it's you know it's hard not to knowing where uh, you're going with this when you have uh, a broken family of yeah, sorts. Yeah, you know, um, I, I lost my father at a young age. I was 14. Yeah, um, so I was actually still in middle school at that point because I was an older child sure. uh, in school, and uh, you know, it, it can be a very, very depressing time. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, we're not talking about. Uh, just, you know, loss of a parent. You have parents who are divorced and uh, you have both parents might be uh, passed. And so the yeah. child is being raised in a foster home or by oh. their grandparents or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and you have these di- distressed family situations. Um, and so, Greg, in light of that, how – Let's talk first as the person who might be in a distressed situation. Yeah. How can we respond to the situation we're in? You're a pastor. Somebody's coming in and, you know, they just say, I, I just feel so alone. Yeah. You know, it's the holidays. I'm depressed. Um, so talk to us pastorally how you yeah. would address that person. Yeah, there's a couple of ways, uh, Nathan. Great question. Thank you. Because it's a, um, I'm wondering people listening in now. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I didn't want to hold anything back because you and I both enjoy this time of year. Yeah, and I've got some friends that don't. You know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, some sure. of what we're talking about, some they're just not necessarily wired to be nostalgic. And, sure, and, you know, they would prefer. Yeah, I love my family, but uh, this whole special day thing, blah blah blah. Um, 
So I think uh, you and I uh, both love it. So I have no qualms that we spent the first few minutes of this podcast talking about how much we love it and why. And at some point, mm-hmm. you 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 want to show people maybe on the outside of your friendships, of your family, mm-hmm. of your church circle, you know, to pay close attention. Um, I think it starts with an awareness uh, mm-hmm. for people that we know, yeah, or I should say, have opportunity to know. You know, maybe, hey, you know, uh, one thing I've learned this through life, if you're talking to somebody, is, man, holidays aren't as great and Norman Rockwell-like for everybody. Um, I mean, tell me what, I mean, do you like the, you know, do you like this time of year? Do you enjoy Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, the holidays? I think just showing a general uh, awareness that, man, not everybody necessarily has the same um, the same perspective uh, for a variety of things, dude. Mm-hmm. In fact, the one thing I don't like to do, dude, on holidays is watch the news. I, I, mm-hmm. It's hard to avoid because I know leading off every newscast is usually the bad stuff. Yeah. Murders, car accidents, terrible tragedies, uh, loss of life in particular. And I always think, man. So this family who I'm to my own discredit and probably going to forget about in five minutes once I turn the channel, it dawns on me in the back of my mind, they are probably never going to have a normal quote unquote Thanksgiving again. Yeah. If they lost a loved one on the actual day, maybe the day before even, um, I know that when my father-in-law was uh, sick uh, in the final months of his life, he had gastric cancer. Um, I, I know uh, for a fact how much his desire, he ended up passing away on September 30th. Mm-hmm. You know, he was diagnosed in April of that year and you don't know, you yeah. know, he, he could have passed on Thanksgiving, yeah. on Christmas, on a birthday. It happens all the time with people. So yeah. I'm not saying God answered our prayer um, I generally learn to not pray like that. Right. I feel somewhat petty. Right. Uh, when I say, God, make sure it's this day or not that day. But at the same time, I understand the relief. I think that he would have felt knowing that he wasn't going to touch one of these days. Yeah. Um, so I would say, Nathan, that uh, I think just showing a general sensitivity to people's perspective um, and what may have happened in their past. Uh, or ever since my loved one passed, my father, my mother, my, my brother or sister, my spouse, my child, mm. uh, these holidays have been a little bit different. So pastorally, church-wise, I just think it, it, a pastor preaching at some point, if he's talking about the joys of family, mm-hmm. probably I would hope, and I hope I would, would want to have some time devoted to mention those that yeah. are maybe having a harder time. Reminding the church body to be mindful of those people, yeah, uh, and then in our friendship circles, it's just knowing people, yeah, no, and I and I think that's good. I think one of the biggest things too is is having that relationship, and so knowing how to address the elephant in the room, so to speak. Yeah, you know, with some people, I know with me, uh, with my mother, I think she was always more. It's not that it wasn't on her mind. It was always on her mind and sure. she wanted distractions. Yeah. 
for me, it was, I would rather have somebody come up to me and ask me directly how I was feeling, how I was doing, than kind of dance around the issue. That's a great point. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I developed those friendships with people where, you know, they felt comfortable enough with me to, you know, really just know me and say, Hey, Hey man, how's it going? How you doing? You know, what are you guys doing for the holiday? And you know, all that stuff. And for us, what was important is because family was so important, it, it was important that we continued doing those traditions. Yes. You know, I think some people have a tendency uh, when they lose a loved one to just to just shut everything out and not want to think about those things. Yes. But I know for us, you know, it, after the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, we typically would have uh, friends and family over or even Thanksgiving Day for desserts mm-hmm. and things like that. And it was important that we continued that. And so usually uh, the pastor of our church, he would come over either that evening uh, with his children or the next day, uh, you know, with his wife and children. And and we would just spend hours together, you know, having desserts and talking and sharing and, uh, you know, being extended part of the family. That's really neat. Um, and, And I think, you know, people who are grieving might tend to tune that out. Yeah. But, but I think it's important that you continue with those things, that you have those friends and family that, you know what, yeah, maybe on that day you're going to have a vulnerable moment sure. where you break down, but that's okay. It is. Absolutely, Nathan. I'm emotional when you talk about it because I, you know, not a uh, holiday goes by now where, um, you know, I've been talking about Lisa's dad a lot mm-hmm. lately. He's been on my mind, but, um, yeah, he, he, I, I think I'd rather see somebody choke up a little bit. Yeah. Because that's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. We all miss him. We all love him and we love each other. And you're mindful of what, you know, what he would have wanted and what person would ever want. I mean, that's the thing. And everybody knows it intellectually. Yeah. What person on their deathbed, if they could see a vision of the future and look at the next 20 Christmases, Thanksgivings, Easter's, birthdays, um, graduations, all these things. You know, is there anybody that would say, yeah, I really, it would honor me if you would not enjoy those things. That's right. You know, I mean. Yeah. If you could just shut your life down and not move on. And don't move on. And, uh, you know, I want to be careful not to use that as a hammer, maybe for the person in the fresh grip of grief that just happened. But as that process goes on to encourage that person to really, look, it doesn't take much. You know what he or she would have wanted you to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would break my heart, Nathan, if I, God called me home on a special day that was going to be repeated. Yeah. If my kids, if Lisa just didn't celebrate it, no. Yeah. I mean, you know, cry a little that day. Right. Talk about how you miss me or, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or something funny we used to do together. But man, still try. Yeah. Of course it's going to be marked. Yeah. You're always going to bear that scar. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's very, very, um, very important that uh, I love your point to keep those going. So your, by the way, Nathan, your church mm-hmm. at that time sounds like they were incredibly mindful of a mother that lost a husband oh, young yeah. and young children. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, we were um, we were a small country church, maybe maybe 120 people, including yeah. children. Yeah, um, you know, and, and you know, we talk about. Big churches, small churches, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll just say this. I think the most important thing is that a church 
is about doing the work of God. Amen. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter whether you're big or small, that can manifest itself in some way. Sure. As a smaller church, we were fortunate where the pastor could be involved more intimately in people's lives. Yeah. And he was the type of person who was uh, very handy and, yeah. uh, you know, so he was, he was the guy, you know, who I remember growing up was helping us build additions in our basement. Wow. Um, you know, when we were building a house for another family in the church, you know, he was there helping out with that. And, um, so there, it was very obvious, um, to the church community that we were a family, all of us. And, um, you know, so, you know, as much as I appreciate some of what Andy Stanley has to say, not so much more recently, but, um, you know, uh, in terms of big church and things like that, there is a lot you can do about being the church together yeah. when it is a smaller community. There's no doubt about it, dude. I mean, uh, that's why, I mean, even the largest churches, yeah. hopefully, and I think in most cases they are, are what are they, their concerns? We've got to have that sense of community. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there is advantage to the smaller church where you're in a, a more rural area, a smaller area mm-hmm. where you might be, you know, one of, a very small handful of uh, churches in a wide area. Yeah, um, that it it forces that in a good way. Right. But a large church, hopefully, is striving. You know, in our right. church, we're emphasizing community. Yeah, and exactly. We're trying to raise the bar, community groups, and really, even community groups, I view as a means to an end. Sure. The end is relationships. Sure. Oh yeah. Tight relationships yeah. in the body where you're serving each other, loving each other. Yeah. You know, meeting each other's needs. Um, well, that wonderful story that Scott Perry shared yeah. a few Sundays ago, you yeah. know, where everyone in the community group just came around him. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, it's coming around and saying, you know, we're your family and yes. we're going to, we're going to grieve with you and laugh with you and be with you. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, and that's the idea no matter where you are. Absolutely. Um, and those are the things that. Um, you know, I, I would have this conversation with my students all the time. They would talk about, you know, um, losing family members, yeah. whether that was, um, you know, through a death or whether that was through a divorce or a separation, whatever it might be. And the one thing I emphasize to them is, you know, ha- have people around who can be influences in your life and be family in your life. Yeah, absolutely. If you've lost a father through whatever means that might be. You know, find someone who, and this is going to sound weird, find someone who can step in and fill that role, yeah. you know, and, and people, my, my students would hate it when I'd say that mm-hmm. because, well, there's no one who can replace my father, you know, and, and I get that to a certain extent, sure. um, but there are people who can come into your life who can take on that, that earthly role. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you think about Christ and who his father, who his real biological father was versus who his adoptive father was, you know, Joseph was able to step in and fulfill that role. Yes. Um, here on earth for Christ. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. And I mean, in a sense, you'd imagine Jesus, I mean, right. (laughs) You're a lot different than my father, (laughs) my real father. And it's never was a truer statement uttered, uh, if that had been uttered, um, uh, that's so true. And, um, you know, I, I definitely want to give due uh, justice, Nathan, also to another side of bad Thanksgivings. Yeah. Uh, we, I think we started with the more serious of the two. But the second is uh, 
it can be funny. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff of uh, like on our Christmas episode last year, we played the uh, the funny version of the Twelve Days of yes. Christmas. Yes, you know where I, I love the New York yeah. sounding woman. She's a witch. I hate yeah. it. Um, <laughs> there's there's some of that, and probably some of the counseling. I'm sure much of it is what we just talked about the loss. Some of it is no, I haven't lost anybody, but I can't stand people. <laughs> yeah, I've got to see. I've quoted before a buddy of mine at my former church uh, would always get discouraged because he would go back to Virginia where he was from, have a Thanksgiving, and he called it Dysfunction Junction. Yeah, um, and I would ask him why, and there was well, let's see, where do I start? There's my uncle so and so who gets drunk and starts making racist rants, usually halfway through the dinner. Um, there's, uh, you know, my, um, you know, in, in the case of a broken family, a divorced and, and remarried family, yep. there's my father who has changed ever since he married my stepmother. She's a real blankety blank. Right. Um, she's and, a witch. I hate her. She's a witch. I hate We should just insert clip uh, at that point. There's, uh, oh my goodness, my brother, I only see him once a year and uh, he just talks to hear himself talk and, you know, the, everyone on in our audience right now, I bet, yeah. is thinking if, if I, I uh, would say, oh yeah, in my family it's this, in my family it's that. Yeah. So there's that aspect too, dude. Yeah. And, I, you know, to me, I, I think it's important to just realize we're all dysfunctional. Yes. Yes. You know, um, I, you know, I think about growing up, um, before my father passed away and after and, uh, you know, the, the dysfunction that occurred in the house, you know, and realizing that, um, you know, the, it's not perfect, you know, but, but it is what it is, you know, and in, in God's providence and God's sovereignty, um, you know, he has placed you in your family unit, whatever it might be, whatever it might look like. Uh, and, and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, I know. You know, I, it, my family and Joy's family looks dramatically different mm-hmm. from one another in how we were brought up in the things we were allowed to do and the things we weren't allowed to do. Um, just very different from one another. And I've come to love and appreciate both families as they are. Yes. Um, you know, in, in my family by far, um, my immediate family by far is the most dysfunctional between yeah. everyone. Uh, but you know, Joy's extended family has dysfunction in it sure. and you know, we just, but, but we love it. You yeah. know, we love getting together with, uh, her cousins who may or may not drink and smoke too much. Right. And, right. You know, but what's fun is I'll get in there and I'll have a beer with them and I'll have a cigar with them and, yeah. you know, listen to what they have to say. And I, I think that means something I to agree, them. Man. I agree. It's, it literally is stepping into somebody else's world. Yeah. And it might not be the world we're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. might not be the world we're used to yeah. or even want to go into. But uh, these family occasions kind of force that. And, um, you know, for me, Nathan, what helps me in recent years, because um, we've got you know, that, I love your point. I think at some point, everybody, I think at some point, people, uh, they age, they grow up, they realize, boy, this was dysfunctional. And then I think at some later point, you're like, and so is everybody. Yeah. (laughs) So what what helps me is I think, okay, the only, we would say theologically, right? Yeah. Non-dysfunctional man who ever walked the face of the earth. That's (laughs) right. 
and 30 plus years yeah. hanging with nothing but dysfunctional people. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Dude. Yeah. We don't know what dysfunction is because we, we baseline our own dysfunction right. as normal. Right. And everybody else is dysfunctional. Well, Jesus knew exactly what dysfunctional meant. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's, it's the living in a sinful, fallen world right. where we're, we're not what we're supposed to be. I got beat for something I didn't do. I- yes, yes. <laughs> and I mean, he knew every person he was talking to. Boy, if this guy. Oh, this woman. Oh, my word. His family, friends. Yeah. Uh, everybody he ever would have known, his apostles, you know, the Pharisees. He... He could see all the junk, yeah. all the crap. It was just right there for him to see. Yeah. And then you do think, oh my word, the friend of sinners. Yeah. He loved. So I mean that that's a little bit of a hammer. I know I'm, I'm preaching to myself here yeah. because there are times, and Lisa would tell you this, where I know I've got to hang around certain people, and I'm like, oh my word, <laughs> my, I, I feel like almost physical resistance yeah. in my chest. You know Lord, what I mean? Come quickly. Yes. Yes. And you're just like, Oh, I just you feel like, you know, and you could be tempted. Hey, uh, give me three more beers to get through this, yeah. uh, pre meal, uh, get together, get, you know, let, let me, um, kind of self medicate and just to kind of step back and think, okay, I'm going to spend three hours here, five hours here, six hours here. People that, uh, God loves mm-hmm. that Jesus hung with all the time. Yeah. Uh, doesn't mean I'm still not a self-pitying jerk. Sure, but at least it gives me something to strive for. It gives a perspective. It, it, yes, you know, it does. I I always go back to, to to me one of the most beautiful pictures that we have of Christ interacting with sinners is the woman at the well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think about that because uh, you know I think sometimes we read things into the text yeah. that aren't there, and I, and I think people you know tend to, you know, just kind of hype Jesus up a little more when he starts talking to her about her sins and things right, like that. Right. But I don't see that in scripture. Uh-huh. I see him very plainly talking to her. Yeah. And just matter of factly. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, you the guy you're living with, he isn't your husband. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. got five others before this, you yeah. know, and but but he offers her something. Yeah. You know, and and I feel like, okay, you know, within our family, whether they're believers or not, is there something that we can offer of ourselves mm, as well Christ said. did? Well said. Yeah. And just the fact that simple thought that he loved her. Yeah. Like he loved her. Yeah. And uh, was there for her. And even I love that. I think it's Mark or Luke, one of the gospels, one of those two adds that detail um, with the rich young ruler. When yeah. he walks away that Jesus looked at him. And loved him. Yeah. So here's a guy. I mean, you talk about, I mean, a psychologist would have a field day. Okay. The guy's probably, uh, we might dare say narcissistic. Sure. He is completely blind to reality. He thinks far more highly of himself than all the people that, that tick us off on Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, you know, and I mean the guy, Oh, I've, I've kept off, kept the entire law ever since I was a kid. Yeah. And you know, Jesus presses a little bit. Okay. So you, you want me more than anything. All right. Well, let me just test where you are. Right. Where your heart is crying. Where do you really understand who I am? Which is, I think, the whole point there. Um, and, of course, you know, uh, you know we, the test is the, your riches. And, right. You know, uh, will you come to me empty-handed and lay these down? And um, You know, I mean, so it, it, there's so much we could say to categorize him like people we know. 
Yeah. And that little detail as he's walking away, Jesus looked at him and loved him. I mean, it's... Yeah. Dude, I just... All these years, 30 years in Christ, and I am amazed at my own lack of love for people in light of his for us. Yeah. You know, I, I... And I, I... it's a bit despairing. It's also invigorating. It's because yeah. you get to focus on, oh my word, what there's never been love like this. Yeah. Um, and I know, I, I don't know if this is true for you, Greg, or not, but I know for me, uh, you know, one of the things that, that helps me is I find that the relationship that I have with people, usually they're thinking the same thing about me that I am of them. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and and that's really changed a lot of my perception of people over the years is, you know, I think this guy is the biggest jerk. I think he talks way too much. I think he's arrogant. And then I sit back and I'm like, I wonder what this dude thinks of me. (laughs) And then when I actually have the guts to like ask, it's, it's come to find out, Oh, he, he, he thinks the same thing I do just in reverse. We each think we're D bags. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Wow. I never knew. Yeah, that's that's a great point, dude. That's a great point. It's that I'll challenge people sometimes on that in a sermon to be funny. Uh, I said, let me ask you a question. Who in your family is calling you the dysfunctional yeah. person? Because I guarantee you somebody is, yeah. whether they use that term or not. That's that's uh, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think it just highlights you know so much of how how high we think of ourselves. Yeah, um, and and our need to think of Christ. Like that, you yeah. know, Christ on this earth was the perfect person who was here. He is yes. the only one. And so, Amen to that. you know, if, if I'm getting annoyed at this person, it's because I'm ir- easily irritated. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I need to be more patient with that person and love them more as Christ did. Amen. So, yeah, dude, a lot in here. There was, man, that went quick yeah you know what i can't wait to tell our listening audience anything you and i are leaving to get a little mexican food yes because we're gonna do another podcast after this yep but not before a little mexican so before the turkey that's right a little fajita time that's right ole yes (laughs) all right dude we're gonna go ahead and sign off now we just rock the caspa gobble gobble Ladies and gentlemen, you just finished listening to Greg Dutcher and myself talk about Thanksgiving. want to send out a quick shout for Mission Aware because um, they are having a great sale, all apparel, $3 off tees, $4 off all long sleeve shirts, and $5 off all hoodies. You can use our promo code SUSTAIN over on um, Mission Aware, uh, just the same that we use on Olive Tree. We're just going to make it easy for everyone. You can use them on both sites. But um, the great sale price, $3 off all t-shirts, $4 off all long sleeve shirts, and $5 off all hoodies. Also, uh, with that, we want to let you know that the podcast Pint Set is available. It features the These Go to 11, Reformed Pub, Happy Rant, and Mission Aware logo set. So you get all four pint glasses with the These Go to 11, Reformed Pub, Happy Rant, and Mission Aware logos on each pint set. And I will uh, link that to... um, our Facebook page. I'll link that to the show notes on this one. Um, and obviously because the TGT 11 is in that set, you can also buy that separately if you're interested. 
And um, Mission Aware has told us that we are going to get some more apparel going as well. So we'll have t-shirts and other swag and things like that for you. So hope you guys enjoy. Have a happy holiday and we'll catch you next time. These go to 11.